What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through my week three tight end start sits. So going through every single week three matchup, talking about every single fantasy relevant tight end, listing them as either a start fringe option or a sit. The starts are the players that you should feel confident throwing into your lineup. The tight end position, the starts can get a little thin. Um, the fringe options, these are players that you may not love them as your starting tight end, but they're suitable. These could also kind of be like your weekly streaming options. And then sits, these are players that you uh, would prefer to keep on your bench or just not even on your roster. If you guys enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Any questions, drop them down below. And let's just jump right into the first matchup. We have the Giants taking on the 49ers. And I think both of these tight ends are solid starts. Darren Waller, after a rough week one, just kind of an overall rough week one from the uh, Giants offense, he has a big bounce back in week two, puts together a solid game. So he is definitely going to be a start. And then for the 49ers, George Kittle has been not great through two weeks, but this was always kind of the risk with drafting George Kittle. There's a lot of weapons on this offense, a lot of mouths to feed. Debo Samuel had a big week two. Brandon Ayuk was the guy with a big week one. George Kittle's boom weeks are coming. They may not be super consistent, but he will have some big performances throughout the season. So if you spent like that round four, five, six draft capital on him, you can't bench him at this point because then you're just losing out on that potential peak. And he does have one of the higher weekly ceilings at the tight end position. His weekly floor isn't super high, but definitely someone that you should keep uh, thrown into your lineup. Moving over to the Sunday slate, we have the Colts taking on the Ravens. For the Colts, even though Kylan Granson uh, caught a touchdown on Sunday, not someone I want to be trusting for fantasy. On the other side, we saw Mark Andrews uh, make his return. He was out in week one, played in week two, solid fantasy day. Um, he's my tight end two moving forward, so definitely going to be a locked in start. Then we have the Titans taking on the Browns. For the Titans, Chigo Conquo was someone who I thought was interesting heading into the season. Even though he didn't do much in week one, his raw participation was solid. Here in week two, that raw participation fell to 66%, still didn't really do a ton. I really just don't think he's playable at this point. He could always improve his role or start getting more involved, but at this point, not someone I would trust in my lineup. On the other side with David Njoku, he had a great 88% raw participation on Monday Night Football. Unfortunately, he only saw four targets, kind of made the most of those, but also lost a fumble. So not an overall great day, but also wasn't a killer in your lineup. For me to trust David Njoku consistently as like a locked in start, we're going to need to see Deshaun Watson play at a higher level. We haven't seen that yet through two weeks. So David Njoku is going to be a fringe option for me. In the next matchup, we have the Falcons taking on the Lions. For the Falcons, definitely got to talk about uh, Kyle Pitts here. This was his second kind of dud game in a row not great performances through week one and week two. I will say on the more positive note, the Falcons had some solid passing volume, over 30 pass attempts, and Pitts was also you know, running routes on a strong percentage of plays. He had an 88% route participation. If the Falcons have that type of passing volume and Pitts is running you know, that percentage of routes, I have confidence that he will deliver you some solid fantasy performances, but he definitely can't be considered a locked in start at this point. I still think he's worth being rostered. If someone's going to go out and drop him, I think he's just as interesting as these other like fringe tight end options. Um, but at this point, he's kind of more in the mix of like tight end two territory. You're hoping he, you know, can string together some solid performances and the uh, Falcons keep their passing volume up on the other side with the Lions. I've Sam Laporta here upgraded um, to a start. I believe he was a fringe option last week. He's going to be a start for me here heading into week three. Back-to-back -back five reception games. 
He's averaging 10.1 PPR points per game through two weeks, and that's with zero touchdowns. If you can get a tight end averaging double-digit points with no touchdowns, that's pretty solid for fantasy. He had a very strong 84% route participation, and I think he's a guy who should be viewed as a top 10 tight end moving forward. In the next matchup, we have the Saints taking on the Packers. If Taysom Hill has the tight end position flexibility on your platform, I do think he's a viable streaming option this week. Jamal Williams went down with injury in week two. Seems like he's pretty unlikely to play in week three. Alvin Kamara still has one game left on his suspension. And we saw um, on Monday Night Football, Taysom Hill took nine carries. He also ran 12 routes and also threw a pass. So he's going to be involved, I think, with Kamara and Jamal Williams both potentially out. I think he's going to have a solid role on the ground. And like the tight end position gets gross. So if you can get 10 carries out of Taysom Hill, he has a decent chance to turn that into 50, 60 yards, maybe get into the end zone. And that's probably going to be better production than a lot of the other tight ends you're going to find out there. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. Juwan Johnson, his raw participations have been solid. He really just hasn't come through with the production. I don't think this is going to be like an elite passing attack. And so then when you're having to compete with Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, you also have Taysom Hill filtering in. I just don't know if Juwan Johnson's really going to make a huge uh, fantasy impact. On the other side with the Packers, I have Luke Musgrave listed as a fringe option. He hasn't put up big production through two weeks, only eight and four and a half PPR points in his two games, but his usage has been really solid. He had an 86% route participation in week two, and he led his team in routes for the second straight week. So he is their leader in terms of routes run here in uh, 2023. So I think he's going to continue to get more involved and not more involved in terms of his routes, but just commanding more volume, getting kind of settled into this offense he is a rookie. So I think he's a fringe option, a tight end two play, someone who I definitely think is kind of worth rostering moving forward. Now this next matchup is going to be between the Texans and the Jaguars. And I actually have Dalton Schultz here listed as a sit. His uh, raw participation fell off from 91% in week one to 71% here in week two. And we have seen back-to-back really pass-heavy games out of the Texans. And Schultz has only managed to put up six receptions for 38 yards. If he can't produce with that type of volume through two weeks, there are going to be games where they're more in like the, you know, 30 to 35 pass attempt area. And I can't, you know, count on him at all to produce in those spots. We've seen, you know, Nico Collins ball out. Robert Woods has had some decent games. Tank Dell with a breakout. Dalton Schultz really just hasn't separated himself in this offense. So he's going to be a sit for me. On the other side with the Jaguars, Evan Ingram with another really solid game hasn't gotten into the end zone yet, but has been able to be a solid play even without that touchdown upside. So a guy that I think you can trust is like a mid to back end tight end one play. Moving over to the Broncos Dolphins matchup with Greg Dulcich out. We saw Adam Troutman really kind of firmly um, operating as their tight end one just not someone who's super viable for fantasy. For the Dolphins, I think Durham Smythe is kind of interesting. His raw participations have been super solid. He just hasn't really put together great fantasy production yet. We'll see if he's able to do that. Definitely someone, you know, just to kind of keep an eye on. But right now, don't want him in my starting lineup for fantasy football. Moving over to the uh, Chargers-Vikings game, the Chargers are just going with an all-out tight end by committee, so you really can't trust Gerald Everett or Donald Parham. On the other side for the Vikings, you just continue to fire up TJ Hawkinson as a high-end tight end one. Moving over to a divisional matchup between the Patriots and the Jets, Hunter Henry, you know, with another really strong game, 
He's going to be a start for me. Week one, he went five for 56 with a touchdown. Week two, he went six for 52 in a touchdown. And he also saw his route participation rise from 72% in week one up to 91% here in week two. So his role has been solid. Him and Mac are clearly on the same page. I think he's a nice start as like a back end tight end one play. On the other side for the Jets, I mean, Garrett Wilson is the only pass catcher we should have any interest in for fantasy. So Tyler Conklin is going to be a sit. That leads us into the Bills taking on the Commanders, and Dalton Kincaid is going to be a fringe option for me. We saw Kincaid and Knox both have really strong roles in week one in terms of their route participation. Both of them saw their routes fall off in week two, Um, so this could be a spot where it's a matchup thing. A little bit disappointing because you would have hoped that, you know, at least Kincaid, if you have him on your fantasy team, that he would have been locked into a more established role. It doesn't look like that's the case, but he's still someone that on a top offense, I do have him over uh, Dawson Knox as like a fantasy option just because I think he's the better uh, pass catcher in general. I think he's the better weapon. So he's going to be a fringe option. Dawson Knox is going to be a sit. For the Commanders, we saw Logan Thomas go down. I doubt he plays in this game. It seemed like he pretty much uh, got knocked out pretty clean. So not interested in uh, playing John Bates or Cole Turner. In the uh, Panthers-Seahawks matchup, not interested in either of these teams' tight ends. Hayden Hurst had a really strong week one, but he came back down to earth in week two. Three targets, didn't do anything crazy. His raw participation stayed below 65%. And that type of usage on this offense, which isn't going to have a ton of passing volume, that's really just not a tight end position I want to be going after. For these fringe options, you want to see them either on a solid offense or getting really strong usage. Hayden Hurst doesn't have either of those. Um, For the Seahawks, just full-on tight end committee. Noah Fant is going to be a sit. Then we have the Cowboys taking on at the Cardinals. For Jake Ferguson, he has showed flashes of being involved both week one and week two. He was targeted seven times in week one, and then caught a touchdown in week two. His role is just not there yet. He doesn't have a consistent locked-in role yet. Um, Sub-50% route participation in week two. I just can't reasonably play a tight end who's running routes on under 50% of the dropbacks. Just can't happen. Um, For the Cardinals, Isaac Ertz is a fringe option. His route participation did fall to 78%, but that's still a pretty solid usage. Very involved, had the uh, second most targets behind Hollywood Brown. And through two weeks, he has 18 targets and 12 receptions. The tight end position, that's very impressive. He does have a tough matchup here against the Cowboys, but I still think he's a fringe tight end one option just based on the volume he's going to be able to command. Um, Next up is going to be the Bears taking on the Chiefs. For the Bears, I have Cole Komet as a sit. His raw participation completely tanked after week one. I believe he was above 90% in week one, fell all the way down to 61%. There's just no shot I'm playing Cole Komet on that type of usage on a struggling passing offense just can't happen. So Cole commits a sit for me. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's a start. He actually didn't play like his typical role in week two. Assume they're just kind of easing him back, but obviously he's locked in even on a limited role. Travis Kelsey is still one of the top fantasy tight ends. Then we're going to have the Steelers taking on the Raiders and Pat Frymuth is at a pretty terrible start to the season. He scored a touchdown in week one, which saved him. But in two weeks, he has two total receptions and five total targets. I mean, that's rough. Not really sure what the issue is. It's not like his role has drastically changed. He had an 84% raw participation in week two. I'm not completely panicking. I still think he's playable as like a fringe tight end one. You would think Deontay Johnson going on IR would really open things up for him. So hopefully he's able to have a bounce back game here in uh, week three. 
He's been a very consistent option through his first two seasons in the NFL, so not sure what's going on early on. We'll see if he can uh, bounce back here. And then for the Raiders, this is just a, a tight end committee. Austin Hooper, Michael Mayer, both are going to be sits for me. Then we're going to have the Eagles taking on the Buccaneers. For the Eagles, Dallas Goddard hasn't been great. Week one, he was terrible. Week two, he was fine. I think he was like six for 22. So in a PPR league, not terrible for a uh, no touchdown game. This is kind of what I was talking about preseason about Dallas Goddard. He's not a high ceiling option. And if you're not aiming for a ceiling at the tight end position, you probably don't want to be taking these dudes in like the middle rounds, right? Like if you're not shooting for the Darren Waller upside, the TJ Hawkinson upside, probably best just to fade. I still think he's a start. Like his raw participation is strong. Um, it's not like his role has completely changed. He's going to be on one of the better offenses in the NFL. I think he's the same guy he was when you drafted him. He's just coming off of two not so great performances. And I think week two wouldn't look as bad if he wasn't coming off a really bad week one, like what, eight point something points per game. That's not terrible, um, especially without a touchdown. On the other side for the Buccaneers, I'm going to be sitting Kate Otten. The uh, wide receivers or the pass catchers I want to trust in this offense are going to be Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And then the final game of the week, the Rams taking on the Bengals. For the Rams, I have Tyler Higby as a fringe option. He's been underwhelming through two weeks, but his usage continues to be strong. He had an 87% raw participation in week two, 10 targets through two weeks. Not great, but also not terrible for the tight end position. We'll see if some of those uh, targets that have just been funneled to Puka Nakua and to Atwell, maybe a couple of those, a few of those shift over to uh, Tyler Higby here in week three. I think he's a solid fringe tight end two option streaming play. And then for the Bengals, Irv Smith's route participation has been pretty decent. I just don't think you can trust him until Joe Burrow starts to look right because the upside of Irv Smith is that he's a guy who has weekly touchdown upside. If Joe Burrow is not playing at a high level and there's not a ton of touchdowns going around, that value is pretty much not going to be there for him. So that's going to wrap it up for every single uh, tight end matchup here in week three. If you all enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Any questions, drop them down below. I have my uh, quarterback start sit posted, so check that out if you are interested. But thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.